Ten questions to ask every time you read the Bible is the Issues Etc. book of the month for November. This new resource will help you navigate God's Word with clarity and confidence. Ten questions to ask every time you read the Bible is published by Concordia Publishing House. Their phone number 1-800-325-3040 or browse before you buy at issuesetc.org. The Issues Etc. book of the month. Ten questions to ask every time you read the Bible. Now pay close attention, little children. It's somebody you ought to know. Yeah, it's all about a man that walked on earth nearly 2,000 years ago. Well, he healed the sick and afflicted. There's more than one miracle occurring here in this account in Luke chapter 5. The first miracle, of course, Jesus causes his disciples to, well, they catch a great draught of fish, as they used to say, so many that the boats that they were in were being filled and were sinking on account of the weight. But there's a second miracle, and that is when Jesus commands these men to follow him, they do. They leave behind everything, their business, their livelihood, their families, to follow Jesus. How can that be? Welcome back to Issues Etc. I'm Todd Wilkin. We're going to be teaching a Sunday school lesson on Jesus calling his first disciples in Luke chapter 5. Pastor Tom Baker joins us. He's host of a radio show called Law and Gospel, For almost 30 years, he meant monthly to prepare his Sunday school teachers for the classroom. Tom, welcome back. Uh, Thank you. Why were such large crowds coming to hear Jesus? Scripture interprets Scripture. So what you need to do, though the text is from Luke chapter 5, we go back to Luke chapter 4, specifically where Jesus began his ministry. It says in verse 14, Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and a report about him went out throughout all the surrounding country, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. Then you go down to verse 42, and when it was time, he departed and went into a desolate place, and the people sought him and came to him, and would have kept him from leaving them. But he said to them, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns as well, for I was sent for this purpose. And he was preaching in the synagogues of Judea. And our text begins, while the crowd was pressing into him to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. So these people had heard something from Jesus that their own Pharisees and priests were not telling them. And Jesus talks about that, namely the repentance of sin and also the message of the gospel, that one is not saved by works, but by grace through faith. And that was so interesting that many people wanted to hear more of it. What did Jesus command Peter to do when he was done teaching the crowds? After he was done teaching the crowd, he said to Peter, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But now the fishermen Well, they were cleaning their nets from the night before when they hadn't caught anything. And when he said to Peter, 
put out the deep and lay down your nets for a catch. Simon said to him, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing, but at your word, I will let down the nets. And so that's what they did, is let down the nets into the water. So there was a great catch of fish. What was Peter's reaction after this great catch of fish? There was a great catch of fish to such a number, their nets were breaking. And so they singled their partners on the other boat to come and help them. And then they filled both the boats. So the boats began to sink. When Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the number of fish that they had taken. And so we're not saying at this point that Peter realized that Jesus was God, but they had heard him. They had also been told that he could be the Messiah, and therefore Peter was ashamed of his sin and told Jesus to depart. Jesus says to Peter, do not be afraid, for from now on you will catch men. What does that mean? Well, God uses many metaphors in the Bible, and it's important for pastors to clarify what a metaphor is. Catching men is in the context of catching fish. They were professional fishermen, and now God is telling them, namely Jesus, that they're going to be able to catch men who also are floundering in a sea of sin and the devil's kingdom. To catch a man, therefore, means to bring him out of the kingdom of Satan into the kingdom of God. And therefore, Jesus is telling them that that is what he is going to desire them to do. So why do Peter and the others immediately follow after Jesus when he calls them? Yes, I think this is really an important point. In fact, the Sunday School literature says something that a lot of people may not recognize. It's very good. It says, during this time in the Bible, students usually choose which teacher they would follow. So you would listen to the Pharisees, decide which one you liked, and then follow them. But the Sunday school lesson shows that Jesus reversed this by calling his disciples, and therefore they followed him. This is a great law and gospel point that under the other system where students would decide who are they to follow, they use their free will and chose. Unfortunately, there are Christians today who think that that's how they follow Jesus. They make a decision on the part of their free will and say, well, I would like him to be my leader. And therefore, they may 
open their hearts or they may say a prayer. And they think by doing that, that that is how they are getting Jesus to become part of their life. But what is not recognized by these Christians who think that they make the decision to follow Jesus is the word call. When Jesus calls his disciples, he's giving authority to them to drive out spirits, heal diseases, and sicknesses. In fact, 2 Peter 1.20 helps us to understand what it meant for Jesus to call them. Men therefore spoke from God as they were carried by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, Mark 3 verse 14 says that God appointed 12 that they might preach the message, and that's what would be saving men and women. David in Psalm 116 says the following, I love the Lord because he heard my voice, because he inclined his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. And we saw that really happened. Some people wonder, why would the disciples leave their fishing, which was their job, and follow Jesus? There we need to go to other parts of the Bible where scripture interprets scripture, both in Matthew chapter four and Mark one, it says that Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon, who he called Peter, and Andrew, his brother. And he said, follow me and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. This means that prior to this day in which Jesus told them to catch all these fish, they already were familiar with Jesus. In fact, John chapter 1 helps us there. John the baptizer was standing with two of his disciples. This is verse 35 of John chapter 1. And he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, Behold the Lamb of God. Now the two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following and said to him, What are you seeking? And they said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and you will see. So these two disciples came where Jesus was staying, 
And they stayed with him that day, for it was about the 10th hour. And they heard the message that Jesus had to say. And of course, he explained to them the wonderful gospel message. It then says, one of the two men who heard John speak and followed Jesus was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. So he went and found his own brother, Simon, and said to him, we have found the Messiah, which means Christ. He brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, so you are Simon, the son of John? You shall be called Cephas, which means Peter, which also refers to the rock. So this kind of relationship had already taken place prior to this occasion when they were on the Sea of Gennesaret. They heard Jesus preaching. When he was done, he told them to fill the boats. And when they said, okay, we'll do it, even though we haven't caught anything, and the boats, both of them began to sink because of the large amount of fish, Peter fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. He wasn't understanding Jesus to be God, but a great prophet, the Messiah, uh, the one who would be the Christ. And we really need to have the Sunday school teachers go to the Gospel of John. After the resurrection, a similar event takes place where the fishermen are fishing and they're not catching anything. Jesus is on the shore, tells them to lower their nets, and wow, a huge amount of fish are caught, which do not break the nets or sink the boats. In this case, Peter does something quite different. Rather than saying to Jesus, depart from me, for I'm a sinful man, this is after the resurrection now, he understands who Jesus is and jumps into the water and swims quickly to Jesus. This is the difference. Living under the law, you do not think you're worthy to appear before a prophet or even God. But living under the gospel, knowing he has risen from the dead and that your sins are forgiven, then you desire to be with him. It's very important, I believe, in this Sunday school lesson to make the point that when Jesus calls someone, he is giving them the ability to follow him and therefore do things that they were unable to do. And that is clear from Bible passages throughout Scripture, where David says, because he has inclined to me, he has heard my prayers. And remember David's prayer, create in me a clean heart, O God, renew a right spirit within me. David says, I will call on him as long as I live. So the reason that we 
follow Jesus is not because by our free will we made a choice, but because Jesus called us. And that is so critical because he alone gives us the ability to even desire to follow him. And we will follow him the rest of our life when he calls us. Pastor Tom Baker is our guest. We're teaching a Sunday school lesson on Jesus calling his first disciples in Luke chapter 5. He is host of Law and Gospel. Here's a little bit from Enduring Faith, the curriculum that we use as a basis for our conversation, the Christ connection. Jesus loves his people, so he teaches them. He calls us all to be his disciples and feeds us with his word of life. You could find out more about Enduring Faith, the Sunday school curriculum, by going to Concordia Publishing House's website, cph.org, or call Concordia Publishing House and request free samples of Enduring Faith, 1-800-325-3040, 1-800-325-3040. When we come back, how does Jesus call the Sunday school children to follow him? This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, as we move farther along in St. Luke, we come to Jesus' genealogy, the first two temptations, the third temptation and the start of his ministry, the synagogue at Nazareth, and rejection. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. Ten questions to ask every time you read the Bible is the Issues Etc. Book of the Month for November. This new resource will help you navigate God's Word with clarity and confidence. Ten questions to ask every time you read the Bible is published by Concordia Publishing House. Their phone number, 1-800-325-3040, or browse before you buy at issuesetc.org. The Issues Etc. Book of the Month. Ten questions to ask every time you read the Bible. I'm Chaplain Sean Denzer, Director of Worship for the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Congregations work hard to keep the Word of Christ dwelling richly in His disciples now and into eternal life. We work to help and support that effort. Learn more at lcms.org slash worship. You'll find resources on the church here, Bible studies on the hymns of the day, audio helps for learning to sing our services, and look for worship planning resources to find the latest from LCMS Worship. That's lcms.org slash worship. May the word of Christ dwell richly in you. Our Lord Jesus Christ may have ascended, but you can find him at Lutheran Church of the Ascension in Atlanta, where he is ever-present in his word and sacraments. Join us for the divine service on Sundays at 10 a.m. and Bible study at 9 a.m. Ascension is a distinctively confessional Lutheran church located in the Buckhead neighborhood of Atlanta, Georgia. Visit us on the web at ascension-lcms.com. Casting Christ's net on the Internet. You're listening to Issues Etc. At the center of our campus is Kramer Chapel, and there's a reason for that. Issues Etc. guest Dr. Arthur Just. Because it is the heartbeat of Concordia Theological Seminary. It is where we go to hear the voice of Jesus 
and frequently be fed with the body and blood of Christ. We sometimes call it our Jerusalem. Kramer Chapel points to the classroom, which we sometimes call Athens. It is there that we do theology, biblical studies, systematic theology, practical theology, history. We love theology here, and we love the study of it, and we love coming together in worship. It's one of the things that gives us great joy, joy in worshiping, joy in studying theology. Concordia Theological Seminary is all about the joy of being in Jesus. Concordia Theological Seminary, Fort Wayne, Indiana, ctsfw.edu. Welcome back to Issues Etc. We're teaching a Sunday school lesson with Pastor Tom Baker on Jesus calling his first disciples in Luke chapter 5. Tom, how has Jesus called the Sunday school children today to follow him? I really think this is critical because this has everything to do with baptism. Now, baptism is talked about in Acts chapter 2 and Romans 6, but I want to read what is said in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 17. It says, Peter said to the people, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off. Now, the next phrase is tremendous. Everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. So I would teach the Sunday school children that just as the disciples on that fishing boat were called by Jesus and they believed him to be the one they were looking for and therefore left everything to follow him, so that also happened to every child who was baptized. God calls people in different ways. We know for us today, he definitely calls even an infant to himself through baptism. But in the Old Testament, he called children to be people of Israel. They were not baptized, but the boys were circumcised. And we don't know why God called the girls, but he definitely did. Infant daughters were also part of Israel. So God continues to call, and we may be surprised who he has called when we get to heaven in ways that we are unaware of. But it's clear from 1 Corinthians 7, 17, that in baptism, God is calling us to him. And I'm really going to make that point this Sunday, because last Sunday after church, a young boy came up to me, he had heard the sermons, and asked to be baptized. And we talked to his mother and we're baptizing him this Sunday, the first Sunday in Advent, during the worship service. So that's 
how he is really being called by God to himself in the same way that the disciples were called and given the Holy Spirit to do the work of preaching and healing and taking care of evil demons. Baptism now calls us. Finally, what is the long gospel of this lesson? The law is pretty simple. People think that they use their free will to call God, and they are therefore not realizing that even if they want to call God, it means that God has already called them and he is within them. Even the desire to believe in Jesus and follow him is a work of the Holy Spirit, not a work of our free will. Therefore, the gospel is Jesus is the one who calls us, and in that call enables us to follow him, for he indeed, as the Sunday School material points out, he is the only way, the only truth, and the only life. Pastor Tom Baker hosts a radio show called Law and Gospel. For almost 30 years, he met monthly to prepare his Sunday school teachers for the classroom. Tom, thanks. Thank you. We'll be going through listener email and the issues, etc. Comment line after this. Our email address, talkback at issuesetc.org. And the comment line, 618-223-8382. Thanks to our beloved on-demand listeners, Issues Etc. consistently ranks among the top podcasts in religion and spirituality. You can help us climb the charts by subscribing, rating, and reviewing Issues Etc. Type Issues Etc. in your podcast provider, hit the subscription button, and leave us a five-star review. This will make it easier for podcast listeners to find Issues Etc. Help us cast Christ's net on the internet. Subscribe, rate, and review Issues Etc. today. Have you thought about eternal life? When does it begin? What is eternal life? Well, your eternal life does not begin when your body, earthly body, fails and is laid into the grave. It begins, in fact, in the waters of holy baptism where you were tied to the death of Christ and in him you were raised. To learn more about this topic of eternal life, pick up your copy of the November issue of The Lutheran Witness. Visit witness.lsms.org to learn more. The Lutheran Witness, helping you interpret the world from a Lutheran perspective. Grace, Faith, Scripture, and Christ alone. You're listening to Issues Etc. As we prepare for the Advent season this year, it's time for some contemplation. Your Christmas are from the 80s. They're made of styrofoam, the glitter has dropped off, and they're being held together with toothpicks. Don't celebrate another Christmas hearkening back to the age of glitter balls. See Ad Crusom's beautifully designed Christmonds together with our book describing how they fit into the church here. Visit adcrusom.com. That's A-D-C-R-U-C-E-M dot com. Did you know that Luther Academy has been providing continuing education for confessional Lutheran pastors and laypeople worldwide for more than 20 years? Luther Academy publishes Logia the Confessional Lutheran Dogmatic Series, and Luther Digest. 
Find out more about Luther Academy and sign up to receive their free email newsletter at lutheracademy.com. lutheracademy.com and like them on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Luther Academy.